Yo, 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 it's the 1409 Podcast. I go by the name of KT. It's your boy, Gualamese World. Welcome to episode 21. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 21 episodes into this thing. Going... This is probably the last episode. No, this ain't the last episode of the month. It's probably going to be one more episode this month after this one, and then, you know. Kick things off for of September. You know how we do it. Yeah, all the goals are met for month for the month of August already. We got to set some goals for September. We're going to set them a little higher so we can then have a little challenge with the streams and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Before we get into this agenda, you know, we got to get to these shots. Yes, sir. What you sipping on today? Yeah, I got my genie hypnotic, you know. I still got my Martell and Martell. No ice or nothing, just Martell. I'm sipping Martell. I'm going to take a shot of that shit, and then I'm going to just be taking shots. I might finish that bottle this episode. I ain't going to lie to you. It's, uh, I think that about three, four shots worth right now. Maybe four. Maybe five. I don't know. I ain't no... uh. I'm not a measuring cup. <laughs> Definitely, um, my bottle might get finished, man. You know, I started making some music, so you know, little vibes had to get started for, for sure, for sure. All right, let's get to the let's get to it then. Shots going. Ooh, wait. Smooth. No hookah tonight, man. Nah, I ain't got the hookah this time. Yeah, Cause damn, that shit smelled like bookie. It was a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pineapple flavor because I tired of the citrus shit I had, but pineapple was even worse. I'd rather have the shit I had originally. That citrus, that pineapple shit smelled like bookie. Yeah, man. One of my favorite flavors is that watermelon. You know what I'm saying? That shit hit pretty smooth. So looking to trying that watermelon. Yeah, I might need to try that watermelon. I saw a blueberry one. It had smelled decent, but I was like, nah, I'm going to try the pineapple. I couldn't smell the pineapple through the damn box, though, but I smelled the blueberry. So I was like, fuck. Once I got, uh, once I opened that pack up, I was like, fuck. It <laughs> <laughs> was some bullshit. But, blueberry mint is kind of straight if you haven't tried that one. It's it's decent. It's, the, it's some shit with some Arabic writing on it. So that shit came from over there somewhere. So. I need to find some shit that down from another brand or something because that shit there was not where it was at. All right, but anyway, anywho. Get into this agenda. Yeah. Damn agenda. We're going to talk about these boycotts. And I also got to damn mention something I saw yesterday regarding that, but we'll get into that. I'm going to mention that first before we start boycotts. But damn, yeah, we're going to discuss more black-owned gun stores and firearm training businesses, among other things. And then we're going to talk about if insurance is a scam. And then we have 2000s rap, hip-hop, whatever you call it. Where you from? That's what we're going to call it. Where we from? Hip-hop, rap, 2000s. From 2000s. And next we're going to play this or that. Some new shit we adding on here. Yeah, you know, the one got to go start to kind of get repetitive, so we're going to switch it up a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, you could get yeah. with this, or you could get with that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right. All right, so before we talk about this boy, because I got to damn talk about this shit I saw yesterday. So I was down. I was going to get these spurs and shit. You remember I was talking about getting them spurs and shit yesterday from Spur Ranch and shit? Yeah. 
All right, so on the way back, I saw like a damn Trump parade. Like it was a bunch of them lifted pickup trucks and shit. It was a parade on. Like it had to be like a hundred of them. They was backing up traffic and all, bro. All of them had Trump flags on their damn trucks. Like that shit's crazy. Like, Yo, that's that's even crazy because that just made me think if it was one here, uh, you know, we doing our bike challenge and we trying to get the miles in. So I think it was the day before yesterday. I I rode. I didn't ride the normal trail. I was just riding through like neighborhoods, man. I went through one neighborhood. That shit was kind of like dreary, man. I saw a couple of trucks with like big ass Trump 2020 flags on them and shit, like American flags and Blue Life Matter flags and shit. I was like, oh shit, I'm in the wrong neighborhood. Yeah, man. I was like, what the fuck going on here? They were deep. Like it had to be like a hundred cars because it was like, Man, it been so many of them. I was like, what the fuck going on? They got no big ass pickup truck lifted. Yeah, they had the American flags on there too. Like, if they had a lifted truck, I saw one, they motherfucker had a flag hanging out the, uh, flying out the sunroof of a Honda Accord and shit. had <laughs> 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 that shit out the coupe Honda Accord. I was like, what the fuck yeah. you doing with this shit? Yeah, that shit was crazy. I was like, I ain't never seen no shit like that. Like, I know one time in Florence, back home, I saw like a Confederate flag parade one time, but. That shit ain't had nothing on this shit right here, bro. I'm telling you. Because that shit in Florence, South Carolina, it had like probably like 20, maybe 30 cars. But this shit here in New Braunfels, Texas, that shit had Good about 100, 100 vehicles with Trump flags on them. Every single one, goddamn. All of them. I'm like, what the fuck? Could this be the KKK making a stand trying to come back? That shit is dreary. And weary, man, that, that could have been a segue, you know what I'm saying? Talking mm-hmm. about black owned businesses mm-hmm. and gun ownership, but definitely gotta be vigilant, man, because I was, you know what I'm saying? I had my my peace with me, but I was still like mm, in the neighborhood. I saw probably like four or five trucks with those uh flags and shit on them. So I was just kinda in and one dude was outside looking at me when as I was riding the bike by I was just like let me go ahead and get up out this neighborhood right here. Yeah, so it's this place like right around the corner from where I live. They sell all the flags and shit. Trump flags. Got them the don't tread on me shit. They got like some damn African type flags out there too. They damn sell it all out there. They be out, they had them shits flying outside big as hell. So I guess in that where everybody got that shit from. Because it was right near that place that sells them. But it was like a parade of the motherfuckers. I was like, what the fuck? I wanted to record it, but I couldn't because it was a big ass like nitrogen truck in my way, so I couldn't get no good video of that shit. So, yeah, Damn that's man, what happened this, with that. This racial tension is not getting any better in America, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of stuff that's happening. It seems like it's taking us back some years because you know I hear my grandma, granddad tell stories of back in the day. You know, like KKK movements of marches and then like civil rights marches and shit so like a lot of things that's happening in 2020 is really you know they say history don't repeat itself it rhymes but a lot of stuff is seem like it's taking us back into that that era you know what i'm saying well, the fight for civil rights was real heavy for sure you know what else happened in those civil rights them damn boycotts and shit so now we seeing a lot of these major sports players and organizations they're boycotting their games they're sitting out of their games due to the recent shooting of jacob blake in wisconsin 
We talked about that shooting on the last episode. That's how we ended it off. As of right now, he's still recovering from that incident. But yeah, it started with the Milwaukee Bucks. So the Milwaukee Bucks are from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So I feel like that's a major statement since they're from that state where that shit happened. They were the first to sit out a game during this NBA playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that was pretty powerful. And other teams follow suit with it, like Clippers and the Lakers. And I feel like I feel like that's power. Like they can just do that shit. Like if every team do that shit, there can't be no consequences. Like what are they gonna do? Find everybody? They gonna find the coaches, the players? They gonna find all the motherfuckers? What are they gonna do? I mean, in the beginning, we wasn't even talking about having seasons after coronavirus. Was yeah. So I wouldn't see them finding it, everybody. But, you know, I mean, it is a powerful statement, you know what I'm saying? Because as far as the black community, uh, most most of our affluent people are like athletes and actors. And you know what I'm saying? For them to make that powerful statement, it's just it's still letting America know that, look, we ain't playing, but America is still on ABS. You feel me? Like, I mean, these boycotts, I feel like, Boycotts bring change, and they will bring change. I mean, we have the history to show it. You know what I'm saying? As far as boycotting back, back in the civil rights movement and and making statements, it it does bring change. So, hopefully, these white people with money that own these leagues can see what's going on, and try to, you know, what I'm saying be a part of the movement as well, whether they trying to finance it or make a stand, make make statements, you know what I'm saying? Just try to get as much people as vo- involved, man. You know what I'm saying? At this point, it really don't matter the color of your skin, man. It's, it's you know what I'm saying? We all are human beings, and we all need to be treated as such. You know what I'm saying? So everybody need to have their hand on deck, all hands on deck, you know what I'm saying? For sure. So according to the Los Angeles Times, it says the actions to draw attention to social injustice and police brutality spread to the MLB, MLS, and the WNBA, where some or all scheduled games were called off. So I didn't even know it spread it to the soccer and shit like that. So um, that shit was down spreading everywhere. I guess the players just want the the world to know that they are supporting this call for criminal justice reform. That's, that's, that's what I see. They want them to know that they support the reform of this justice system we have in America, where it's unequal and unorthodox. Man, but the, you know, with, with everything though, it has its pros and its cons. And you know, it wouldn't be the 1409 if we didn't dip a little bit into the cons, I mean, we do want to focus on the pros because, like we said, it's a powerful movement. But as you know, sports is like this general language that brings people together. You know what I'm saying? Like, it brings all different type of people together. I mean, me and you done experience being in pro, uh, pro games, NFL, NBA, and you know what I'm saying? Just sitting next to people of different races and how they interact with us, you know what I'm saying, reaching for high fives when the team score. So sports do bring people together. I feel like 
being that, you know what I'm saying, our sports are predominantly black, it could drive a little bit more wedge into people picking sides, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I feel like this is something that needs to be done to make that statement. So, I mean, how do you feel after coronavirus and the league came back, you know what I'm saying? Did you see like a little change in people coming together more or did you see it really being the same and getting worse? And do you think this boycott needs to go on like infinite into the change or does this boycott just need to go, you know what I'm saying, to a certain point and then they just return back? You know what I'm saying? Do you think they just need to boycott the rest of the season or do you think this boycott need to be infinite until, hey, we get change and then we'll play and, and bring y'all money? Shit, my one question is, would they be boycotting if there were actual fans there? What would they be doing if this corona shit wasn't going on and it was actually fans paying to attend these games that they boycotted? That's that's another question I had. Because right now they can just do that because there's no fans in there. I know there's fans watching what's going to watch it on TV and shit like that probably, but... There's yeah, no fans you know, physically the in there. Fans that yeah. you can pay to have your face on the screen. Mm. I mean, I think with your question, I feel like if they made this statement while fans were there, it would be even more powerful. But at the same time, you gonna it's like like I say, pros and cons. It would make a, a bigger statement, but I feel like it could drive a bigger wedge. You know what I'm saying? Because you know how white people think. You know what I'm saying? Oh, these niggers don't want to play. They probably be saying something like that. You feel me? They probably saying that now, but just the fact that if, you know what I'm saying, people that had like season tickets, season ticket holders and shit like that, and you just boycotting. But, but you know, like boycotts and strikes always get looked down upon and people don't really see what the people that are on strike or boycotting are fighting for. It's just like they look down upon it. You know what I'm saying? Like when the teachers went on strike, Oh, these teachers don't want to teach the kids, but these teachers are boycotting for something good. Like, hey, we need more funding. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's kind of like with boycotting, it's, it's tricky because, like I say, people kind of look down on it. And it's kind of like the, the reason why you're boycotting gets like swept under the rug and people just look at the, the act of you boycotting as bad. But I'm, I'm hoping America could look past that and just see that, man, it's really your fucking problem. And it needs to get taken care of. But shit, back to your question you asked me, I didn't even answer it, but should the boycott continue? I feel like they should be doing something because if they're doing nothing, if they just sitting there doing nothing, then nothing's going to happen. Because every action is going to have a reaction. So if there's no action, there ain't going to be no reaction. So they need to be doing something. I'm not saying they need to boycott the whole season or whatever. I would say sitting out one game or whatever, one or two games where they – See, they already rescheduled the damn games that they damn boycotted, so that shit work out for everybody. It don't work out for, like, this criminal justice reform, but people see that statements are being made, people making the stand about this shit, you know what I'm saying? But canceling the whole season. But let's think about back in the day. Was You know how many days they boycotted the Montgomery... The bu- the bus it, the bus system public transit yeah. system in Montgomery. It was over a year, bro. And you see how that went? That shit ended up being something good. Like that shit. I I don't know because I have like it's it ended up 
being something good, but I have my indifferences with that, bro. What you got? You uh, remember I always I'll be talking about Dr. Claude Anderson. Mm-hmm. Intelligent human being, man. He made some valid points, and I feel like the black community will probably try to put him in the category with uh, a Candace Owens, but he's definitely not that. I mean, he talks his black empowerment. And, and when he talk it, you got to listen, man. It's just like the stuff he's saying. But as far as with, with back in the day with the boycotting the white, I'm going to say it like this because they were boycotting the white buses. Like back then, man, black, it, it really was a black community. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, I don't feel like it's a black community. And if you look up a community, what a community, a community has to have like, certain principles to be considered a community and our community doesn't really have that so it's kind of like a neighborhood but then like dr claus and as to say we don't drive the neighbors away so it's really the hood you know what i'm saying but basically man when they started that boycotting it was black owned bus services it was black owned taxi services back in the day that just catered to black people because of of the segregation. You know what I'm saying? But when they started boycotting because they wanted to ride in the front of a white bus, that shit hurted the black buses because now the white people got more money and resources and now they're going to take them routes because now it's integrated. True. that's, That's just like one thing I took away from it. Sometimes I do like find myself like drifting back like, man, Sometimes I I feel like segregation was a good thing because the black community was more independent. The black community was more together. I mean, during that time, you had great things that came out of the black community. If you want to talk about the Black Panthers and just all different type of organizations that came out just from the unity of the black community. But that's that's another pressing issue with the black community. It's not it's starting people are starting to come together but it's still not that that unity like it was back then like you know what i'm saying motherfuckers was really unified for sure so basically you saying when they were boycotting the buses in montgomery all the black people that were boycotting the buses they were using black owned bus services you saying none of them was walking instead of riding the bus no 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 they started walking Mm -hmm. um no well basically you gotta look deeper into it. Uh when I'm talking about like black owned like black owned services. Uh North it was a city in North Carolina that was it was a black community in North Carolina. And it's real like it's not really talked about like that. But it was real affluent with like black businesses and black ownership. They own buses and and services. You know what I'm saying? That that's and, and I said this one time on like I think a video I posted. I feel like the black community, we we know how much our dollar is worth and what our dollar, you know what I'm saying, can do. But it's like when we boycott and take that money away, no one comes up with an idea of how can, how can we move forward to progress just the black community with the, that money we're boycotting with. You know what I'm saying? So it was a community in North Carolina that had black-owned buses, black-owned taxi services. You know what I'm saying? With... You know what I'm saying? They starting to boycott in Montgomery. All the money that they were spending over that time frame could have been used to buy more resources. And by that, I mean more buses 
to bring that black service to Montgomery, and then you wouldn't have to worry about where you sit on the bus. You just got your black-owned buses that take you to your neighborhood where you got to go. You know what I'm saying? But it was just a thing of, I feel like sometimes the black community, we just get so satisfied with the little things like, oh, we can, we can sit with them now. I'm good with that. It's like, and I said it on another episode, we don't really think ownership. You know what I'm saying? If that was going on in North Carolina where these black people could really like be owners and have the resources to do that shit, then those two black communities should emerge. And then that community could turn to a black region. You feel me? Like a southeast, a, a southern east region. You know what I'm saying? Of black buses, of black ownership. For sure. Yeah. I, I agree with some of the stuff you're saying here. But yeah, they're definitely the boycott definitely made a difference though. But I, I agree with what you're saying that it just like they saying, oh, we could sit with them, all that shit. We could have had like our own shit and kept our own shit going. Yeah. From that time forward. I gotta do further research on that North Carolina community. I remember seeing something about that, but I can't remember the name of it either. And you yeah, can I also think, it, think I back think it to was around the Winston Salem Winston Salem area. I can't off the top, I can't remember the name of the the community myself. But I think it was around the Winston Winston Salem area. Man, when you think about that, you can also think about the uh Greenwood district in Tulsa, Oklahoma, also known as the Black Wall yes. Street. Yes. That was uh that was another area that was flourishing for the black. Think think about this right here. NBA boycotting, right? The players are boycotting. Coaches or whatever, black coaches. You know, I'm I'm just talking about hypothetical and with like black unity in it. So, you know, Ice Cube started something we talked about like the big three. You know what I'm saying? His own his own little league. Think about if somebody could start a a different sports league to draft all these black players and do like some kind of deal with Revolt TV to where Revolt TV get all the publishing. That would really make a statement. Not saying that the boycott is not making a statement, but it would really make these motherfuckers sit there and just like be like, damn. Because, like I said, when you touch people's pockets, man, people tighten up. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we they boycotting right now, but it ain't really – it ain't touching their pockets because at the end of the day, like I said, the NBA wasn't expecting to come back after this coronavirus. I feel like they just did this little season thing for the fans. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like these owners and shit was hurting or was going to be hurting if the season didn't continue for the rest of the year. You know what I'm saying? Because remember the lockout. Like these motherfuckers weren't really pressing about bringing the players back when the, when the lockout happened. They weren't really pressing. So I feel like we just we just need some leaders and people with brilliant ideas to like. Once we withdraw from a situation, how can we move forward without, you know, what I'm saying, trying to. Like, how can we move forward from that situation and, and create our own instead of then compromising with the situation? You feel me? Like, if we moving forward from this NBA or we moving forward from these sports or with all this, like, even with sports, and we talk about the eyes of Texas on last episode, if we moving away from that, how can we move forward to just keep empowering Black and not just... Excuse me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not just them... 
be like, oh, we we could take the compromise. You know what I'm saying? So that that's always my thought process when we talk about like these boycotts and shit like that, man. Just how to move forward with the blackness just instead of taking the compromise. Cause I feel like when we compromise, it's kind of showing a weakness. So what do you feel like the compromise is for that will result in the end of this boycotting of the sports and shit? What do you feel like the compromise will be? What do you feel like we need to have from this? What do I feel like? I mean, whether the NBA go back or not, we still need, you know what I'm saying, police reform and to, you know what I'm saying, reparations and figure out this injustice. We need that whether these players decide to go back to the NBA. And what but you I said guess, last episode too, we need to um, they need to train these police officers better and a longer duration than what they're doing. You brought a good point on that last episode too. Yeah, most definitely train them. And and then we talked about bringing a panel like how we was talking about the sheriff is an elected officials. The community should elect the policeman. You know what I'm saying? But, man, but I don't know. Back to that. You know how you know how big some cities are. You know how many police officers some of these cities got, man. Like over a thousand. Like Houston, I saw Houston Police Department. That shit like forty stories. It's like a forty story building. The main police department. And that city got like over two million residents. So imagine how many police police officers they got. You think people really gonna? Take the time to research these motherfuckers to see. See, that, they... that's what I said. That that was different. Not people, a panel of people. Think about okay. think about us voting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How many people in America? But how many votes really count to put the president in the seat? So basically, you are saying they need to be vetted better than they are? Yeah, they they definitely need to be vetted better than they are. So what I was saying with that is like kind of like how we got a house in the Senate, just people to represent, but it got to be somebody that's in the community. So maybe have some people that are the community votes for a representative, you know what I'm saying? And then that, those representatives speak for the community as a whole, as far as voting and vetting the, the policemen in the community. For sure, for sure. But yeah, we definitely need to have some we definitely need to have some and be more aware of and have more knowledge of the black owned businesses that are across the nation. And um, yeah, man. Um, just to reiterate, um, we talking about the black businesses, September 6th, man. We, uh, we talked about it on a couple of episodes earlier, September 6th, man. A couple of my friends are doing what they're calling a black dollar brunch. And it's basically, kind of along the lines of what we're talking about, man, getting us to get our black dollar bouncing in our own community before we let it leave the community. Because every other community, you know, Chinese, Indian, they make their dollars bounce three to four times in their community before they, you know what I'm saying, outsource the dollar. But with the black community, it may be bounced one time and we outsourcing it. Just think about how we talking about like, buying designer and all this that just you know what i'm saying different stuff that we buy and we don't really source it in the black community you know what i'm saying we don't even really uh bank with black banks you know what i'm saying and and when we uh when we do stuff we don't really go through black banks you know what i'm saying but 
we got to get better with that because that's the only way these black businesses going going to get better with I know we always talking about the customer service but that's the only way they're going to be able to get better with the customer service and, and grow to help fit needs of the black community the black community got to pour into it first you know what I'm saying every business or everything that's starting up has to have an investor so the black community has to be the investor of these black businesses if we're not investing in them they can't grow and they won't grow and they won't meet or exceed our expectations for sure. So we talked about black-owned gun stores and firearm training in the previous episode, but now we found more information on that, and we're going to share that with you right now on this episode. So there's a website called shopblack.us, and it's providing this information for us. That's S-H-O-P-P-E-B-L-A-C-K dot U-S. So I'm going to list uh, some of the black-owned gun stores and firearm training businesses that they have here in America. This was published on May 31st, 2020. So this should be pretty well up to date because it's only a few months old. So first and foremost on here, they have Gladiator Guns Training Group in New Braunfels, Texas. That's, that's pretty close to where I am. So I might be checking that out soon. These are these are firearm training places here that I'm listing right now. Next, you have Two Swords Tactical and Defense in Lithonia, Georgia. That's right outside of Atlanta, a little east of Atlanta. Then you have Skips Defense Solutions in Louisville, Kentucky. Torian Strategies, Hallandale, Florida. The EDC Guy Academy, Miami, Florida. Alpha One Tactical. Tulsa, Oklahoma, Angel Arms, NOLA, New Orleans, Louisiana, Girls Get Tactical, Hollywood, Florida, Body by O Tactical, Grand Prairie, Texas, that's right outside of Dallas, Provectus Group, Taylorsville, Georgia, there's so many of them on here, I saw one for Columbia, South Carolina, I'm trying to get to that, all right, so you have MW Tactical in Columbia, South Carolina, I think we brought that up on that other episode, didn't we? Oh, we brought up something in Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah, I think we brought up a manufacturer in um, Columbia last time. Okay. So, yeah, you got E3 Personal Defense in Raleigh, North Carolina. You know we have some listeners in the Carolina. Voodoo Hound Firearm Services, Fort Washington, Maryland. That's right outside of D.C. right there. And then right up the road, around the corner from that, Trinity Tactical Training Academy, Woodbridge, Virginia. Yeah, I and just found another one for uh, Columbia, South Carolina, too. It's called Fire for Effect Tactical. That's out of Columbia, South Carolina. For sure. Yeah, yeah there's so many on here. Just uh, check out shopblack.us and you can find all these locations. It, it should most likely, most definitely be a location near you to shop black for the firearms, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, this is most definitely a, a a good source for everybody who's always talking about supporting black businesses and for black business owners, man. Make sure you check out this website because, you know what I'm saying, the website has a search engine of itself to where you can search areas and different businesses or different kind of services that you're looking for. And if you're a business owner, you can submit your business to this website and they will post it and have it up there. So when people do search for your services, they'll be able to find it, man. So 
Make sure y'all check out shopblack.us. Damn right. Shopblack.us. Damn right. Mm-hmm. All right. So you remember I told you about this hit and run situation I had? I know that shit had you heated, bro. Man, you know I'm real laid back, so man, I ain't let that shit bother me. So the reason I'm saying this because it got something to do with the next topic. So somebody hit and run my truck up like Sunday night. Then I was in the house recording a podcast, I think, or some shit like that. I was doing something in here or editing. I was editing the podcast and then so I couldn't hear what was going on outside. So the neighbor got down, run the doorbell and shit from across the street. And then they run the doorbell. I couldn't hear it, but my old lady heard it. And she was like, damn. But he was like, damn, somebody hit the truck. So I was like, what the fuck? I took my headphones off. That's the first thing I heard. Somebody hit your truck. I was like, what the fuck? So I go outside. They got down, hit the fuck out the mirror. No body damage or nothing, but the mirror all fucked up. So first thing I'm thinking, go look for the motherfucker. See, they might still be around somewhere. They might be drunk or done wrecked somewhere. So I went looking for them. I ain't find nobody. So I did all the little paperwork I had to do to try to get the... Uh, do an insurance claim, but that shit ended up being less than what the deductible would have been anyway. So, had to pay that motherfucker out of pocket. Damn. So, with that being said, is insurance a scam? Not just because of that, but because of other things as well. Do you think insurance is a scam? Because I do. Insurance is one of the biggest scams ever, man. I, I, I have a personal story that I could share. When, when you're talking about insurance, man. What you got? So, uh, we had life insurance. We had a life insurance policy on my dad. You know what I'm saying? And uh, my stepmom uh, actually changed the policy and went with a different company because the rates were better. Now, during this time, you know, my dad, he got sick. We didn't know. You know what I'm saying? What was going on, but came out he had cancer or whatever. So, you know what I'm saying? Time goes on. My dad passes away. Try to do the insurance claim. Insurance company, like, nah. The new insurance company, like, nah. We ain't paying y'all with the policy worth. So we like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? And it, it was just crazy because that's a funeral that you know, a, a person that's insured, funeral got to come out of pocket. You know what I'm saying? So we're going through some legal shit with that. You know what I'm saying? As far as we went through some legal shit with that, as far as trying to get what we paid for, what the, you know what I'm saying? What the services was worth. But it's just crazy for an insurance company to be like, nah, we ain't going to cover that. You know what I'm saying? And that's what the, that's what you pay insurance for. You know what I'm saying? If something happened. Hmm. Yeah, man. So, all you can damn factor all type of insurance into this shit, whether it's a scam, or life insurance, car insurance, homeowners insurance. But right now, I'm gonna damn get into the car insurance shit. Like, you paying all this money every month. Where the fuck is that money going? Like, for the premium, where's the money going? You just paying all this money, and. You ain't getting nothing in return for that motherfucker. Oh, you and you still gotta pay that deductible if you have like some comprehensive damage or some collision damage. You still got your little five hundred dollars deductible. 
when some shit pop off. So where is that money for the premium going? Like, what are they doing with that? They're not trying to reward their customers or nothing? Like, what the fuck? They insuring other policies with the money you paying. That's what they doing. Jeez. Look, I um I was uh supposedly supposed to start selling insurance at one point with my brother, you know what I'm saying? And I was going through this seminar in this class. And I learned a lot about insurance, man. We talking about it. It is a scam, but like like I said earlier, man, everything has its pros and its cons, man. So if we're going to talk about insurance, I want to educate. You know, like how we say, you're going to learn and laugh a little bit. In this episode, we definitely in the learning phase. We teaching a little bit, but man, insurance is, we talking about the scam part of it, bro, but insurance is a great tool, man, as far as like life insurance, because that shit creates wealth. One One of the things that blew my mind out of this seminar is that I didn't know that if you have an insurance policy, you can use that shit for collateral to start a business, to buy homes, to do whatever you want. You can use, if you have an insurance policy, you can use your insurance policy as collateral. You know what I'm saying? To take out loans, start businesses, buy homes, do whatever, man. And that, that was just one interesting point that I took back out of that seminar. And I tell people now when I speak of insurance, like, yeah, it's a scam, but it's like when anything, man, you gotta you gotta get them for what they worth because they're gonna get you for every penny. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But insurance also creates wealth, man. You know what I'm saying? If if you know what I'm saying, if you got a family member, not saying if you take out a life insurance policy on them that you planning to kill them or you expecting them to die. But bro, if you just I, I know I had some another situation with death. In insurance with my mom and it just made me think like bro if i had like a three hundred thousand dollar life insurance policy on my mom you know what i'm saying like and i was awarded that after she passed away like that shit creates wealth and that is one of the things that white people use to generate wealth insurance you know what i'm saying i i tell people like man white people they understand money way different than we do. Or they understand, I'm not going to say money. They understand wealth and how to generate wealth way different than we do. So any kind of little information that I know and learn, I, I do try to like feed it out to people so we can get better and do better too. Man, yeah, you talking about, yeah, you talking about the generation of wealth. Uh, so I, I posed this question on the, uh, on the 1409 Instagram and somebody said this too. I was like, so I was like, is insurance a scam? It's like life insurance, no, it can bring generational wealth. But car insurance, yes. This person was Raven V period underscore. So they they basically just you basically damn just broke that shit down from what they just said too. So damn, yeah, you got these different insurances, but damn, let me damn talk about we was talking about black owned businesses. She has a black owned business as well. It's called Ray's Closet. She has a boutique. She's based out of Houston, but she's from South Carolina, shit like that. So if you want to shop with her, go to raiseclosetcom R-A-Y-S closet.com. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely see, y'all definitely open my eyes that there's some benefits to life insurance. But oh, yeah. as far as car insurance, 
Hell no. Scam. <laughs> phone, <laughs> phone insurance. Scam. Look, I had this phone for three years, and I've been paying my little $15 a month faithfully. If you add that up, I shouldn't have to pay no 150 for a new iPhone. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If you add up all the premiums that was paid per month for this damn car insurance, shouldn't have to pay no goddamn deductible. That shit should be in the damn... That shit should be put away to the side. All the money we put towards, at least a percentage of that motherfucker should be uh, put towards if some shit happened, right? That's how I look at it. That shit ain't going towards nothing. It ain't going. To, it ain't benefiting us. We still got to pay the damn deductible. And the law requires you to have car insurance. Every state requires you to have some minimum type of car insurance. So these states working together, man. With insurance, this shit is a scam. Car insurance, for sure. I can't speak on life insurance because y'all brought up some good points with the life insurance that you can do to create and generate generational wealth. Facts. Generate generational wealth. <laughs> generate that generational. <laughs> <laughs> that shit crazy, man. But yeah, man, that's yo that that shit opened my eyes. When I, health you know insurance too. You think about health insurance? You paying these goddamn premiums a month? Well, most people pay for health insurance, but now, you know, where that money going? Still got to do a copay. Still got to do a copay, little prescriptions and all that shit. When you go visit the doctors, you got to pay a little $25 copay. And you still got to pay a premium every month. If you got like a whole family and you got like insurance through your job, let's say you work at Amazon or some shit. You got a family of four. That shit hires a motherfucker for that damn health insurance. (laughs) That shit high as a bitch. Damn right. You can elect for that shit to come out your check. So it'll come out pre-tax or whatever. But that shit high as a motherfucker. I promise you. But yeah. Health insurance, life insurance. I mean, health insurance and car insurance. I'll definitely say that's a scam in one way or another. One way and another, I should say. Yeah, man. Like I was talking about the seminar. I just read uh, a lot of things that people don't know that it's, it's like law, so insurance companies really don't have to, like, share that as far as policy, but it's a lot of fucking loopholes. You know what I'm saying? We dug deep in that seminar, in that class, or whatever, about insurance, and it's a lot of loopholes, man, so definitely, definitely, insurance, in somewhat ways, are a scam. Is it, Well, is a scam. Should I say I say art? But is a scam. Insurance is insurance, but you know, but not (laughs) insurance is definitely a scam in some ways. But like I said, man, you gotta milk shit and get the best out of it because hey, they gonna soak up every penny about you for sure. All right, I sent y'all, I sent y'all some music links earlier today. Like, I discovered like this. uh, Artist, I don't know how to pronounce his name like that. It's Brent Fayas or some shit like that. Fayas, Fayas. I saw that earlier. You said, hey, hey, that shit hard. That shit smooth. That's some like chill shit. He's a shit you chill back, drink to, or smoke to if you do that. But damn. On another note, that two thousands rap was. That shit was the shit. Like, 90s rap was good, but that 2000 raps was good, too. Like, when I say 2000s, I'm referring to 2000 to 2009. So, let's talk about that for a little bit. You know. I'm going to throw out one of my favorite ones, man. I feel like people that say he a one-hit wonder. But back in 07, 07, 08, 
That goddamn rich boy throw some D's on it. That was my shit, boy. Oh, no, he got a couple songs I like. Damn, throw some D's is one of them, but he got this song with Lord called Ghetto Queen. I know you heard that shit. Yeah, yeah. That, that shit, that's like one of my favorite rich boy songs, Ghetto Queen. I be riding to that shit. And then he got this shit called Haters Wish. He be like, Haters Wish they could. One in my in three. Ride with no tent so the motherfuckers know it's me. Haters wish they could fill the wood in my 83. Haters wish they could fill the wood in my 83. Ride with no tent so the motherfucker know it's me. Hey, that shit hard. Those three songs right there, fire. For real. Um, let me see. It's so much shit. Wayne was in his prime in the 2000s, now. He had all the... You, hey, you sent an album that's on, well, it's not the whole album because some songs was missing, but still, you sent that shit, and I was like, download. What album? No ceilings. I know it's probably. Oh, no. All the songs was on that motherfucker, I think. Nah, nah. It, hey, it's missing some songs. Trust well, me. I need, I need to go to one of the mixtape apps to see yeah, what's missing. Yeah, it's missing now. some songs, but it's still. It had a song on there I never heard before because usually that shit, that shit in with that song called Single. But that shit had a song called Kobe, a song about Kobe after that. That's was the last yeah. song. I ain't he never just made, heard He just it. made that song. I guess he wanted to put it on there. Yeah. I, I guess uh, all the songs that he he put out to get paid for is what he could get, like, rights to. You know, that's why it's missing. Yeah, that, that could be. That could definitely be what's going on. But, yeah, No Ceilings is on Apple Music now. Lil Wayne, No Ceilings, 2009. That shit barely made the cut for the 2000s, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. it's in there. But them other mixtapes he had, Dedication, Dedication 2, yeah, Dedication 3. Man, that shit was fire. The Dedication series was fire. Uh, the Drought 3. Fire, yeah, I'm about to say he got some fire series because the Drought was down fire too. Yeah, the, the Drought, drought 3. Them shit's where he was like using people beats and shit. Man, them yeah. shits used to go in back in like high school. We was in like high school when this shit was coming out. Like, everybody was rocking with Wayne when this shit. Bro. What'd he say? Live from the 500 and four. It's Mr. Crazy Flow. <laughs> like a bungee, no rope. <laughs> yes, sir. He said that same freestyle right there, though, on Rap City. I saw him say it on Rap City, the basement, too. So. He damn was using the same shit sometimes. But people do that. I see people like on Sway in the morning and shit. People damn me freestyling their own songs and shit that they already put out. They can nobody gonna notice. Corday did that. Yeah, man. A lot of artists do that, man. I, I probably <laughs> be one of them artists if somebody had me on a video. <laughs> they put the motherfuckers on the spot. <laughs> I mean, I'd put a I'd there have some new shit prepared in my head down to freestyle on down the damn shit. I already, I already know they gonna got down call me autos and shit. I had to have some shit they never heard. I know you got some unreleased shit, unreleased shit anyway that you could do for that. I had some unreleased <laughs> shit, my boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what else we got on the two thousand shit? Jay Z the blueprint. Nah, still mad at. We talked about Jay Z and Nas last episode, so we know we got to write them motherfuckers up. Still Maddox, still my favorite Nas album. It ain't changed since a couple of days ago. It's still the same. <laughs> <laughs> what would I mean, be my favorite Jay-Z one of, album? The, uh, one of the biggest trolls in the game right now was reactive in the 2000s. Oh, yeah. 50 Cent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Was real active, man. Yeah, yeah. With the uh, Get Rich or Die Try, the album and the soundtrack came out in two thousand. Then he had the the massacre came out like oh five. That shit came out. Massacre. Yeah, yeah. And then he had like the G Unit shit come out. Mm-hmm. Lloyd Banks, Young Buck, all that shit. The game, the game was real active. Oh yeah, the game. He was a troll too, now. That nigga was trolling too. Bro, you remember that song One Blood, the remix? Bro, yeah, that, that shit, shit was like 13 minutes long. That shit had that a lot shit, of people. That shit had about 13 motherfuckers on there. That's yeah. why. <laughs> that shit was long as fuck, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim Jones, speaking of that, that shit reminded me of that Jim Jones shit, We Fly High. That was his oh, biggest yeah, song right there. Shit. But Jim Jones had some other shit I had like too, that crunk music. Yeah. And the crunk music. Uh, camera. Oh, the whole dip set shit. There's the that. Dip set. Dip set. Yeah, yeah. That was my shit right there. Yeah, mine too. Still, I still listen to that shit in 2020. Yeah, Damn, man. 2000s rap, nigga. Damn. What else? It's some more shit. Cassidy. Shit. Who, you know, hey, I was a big ass. Bro, I knew every fucking Cassidy freestyle. Every Cassidy. I was a big Cassidy fan, boy, back in the day. I used to tell people, he better than Lil Wayne. <laughs> that was my argument. Yeah, I used to there fool the Cassidy. That shit used to go in. Uh, Nick Cannon, I'm a gigolos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, got to put that clip in there so motherfuckers know what I'm talking about. <laughs> what else? That shit. Yeah, Nick Cannon and R. Kelly. I'm a grown man, I be 2K. If I need a girlfriend, it won't be today. Nah, I'm not trying to be your man. Pit bones in my body. Rock them body, how they rock them like got it out. Me and Kale's on the cottage. Wanna see you drop it, shout it. Ooh, wee. Trying to lead the club. I'm a <laughs> shit, another artist we talked about on a previous episode. Eminem. Yeah, Eminem. I'm Slim Shady. Yes, I'm the real Shady. <laughs> so walk the real Slim Shady. Please stand up. <laughs> the new, hey, that nigga has music, some moment, videos. That nigga has some goofy ass videos. Yeah, yeah. For real. Shit. Busta Rhymes. Break your neck. Uh, he had a little... What, what that song? Pascal Varcia. He, the video, he had the Harlem Night scene in there and shit. <laughs> Everybody sing it now. Snoop. Snoop had some shit in 2000. He had that shit with Pharrell. Beautiful. I just want you to know. <laughs> that shit came out in the 2000s. 2003. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shit, Drop It Like It's Hot came out in like 05. 04, yeah. It came out 04. 04, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was that Rhythm Gangster album with that uh, Drop It Like It's Hot and shit. I remember that shit. I don't remember what album uh less uh beautiful was on, but I think that's I don't know what album that shit was on. But yeah, the song you was singing earlier today. The Ooh. internationals player anthem. Oh yeah. Outcast. Who had the best best verse on that shit, man? Come on, man. Keep your heart three stacks. <laughs> 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 you no, know, Andre Three Stacks had the best verse on that. He said, "Giving up this pussy cap that's in my lap, no looking back. Spaceships don't come equipped with rearview mirrors." They did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit was hard. Okay, talking about Snoop. That shit remind me of uh, clips grinding. Everybody oh, yeah. that little beat on their desk. That's yeah, everybody, everybody did that beat on the table. I used to damn spend my summers in Connecticut and shit. Like, I used to go to summer camp and shit like that. A little sports camp and shit. Yeah, them, everybody was doing that beat on the table. Or something. That's when I first started seeing that shit. When I went up north, everybody was doing that beat on the table. Then I came back down south after the summer. Yeah, 
And then everybody was doing it here. Well, not here, but, you know. Yo, yo, I go by the name. Oh, yeah, Clips, yeah. Clips used to go in. I used to fuck with them. Mm. Oh, shit, you was talking about camera on that. Boy, oh, boy. Oh, yeah, that's oh, it. Boy, that's my shit. That's it. Oh, hey, mom, what's up? This like, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We gonna forget a lot of these motherfuckers due to time constraints, but damn. Let me see what else we got. Let me see who else we got on 2000s rap. Ooh, Gucci, Jeezy, T.I. Gucci! Gucci came out in the 2000s with that trap house. So icy and all that shit. And he start crushing Ludacris. Yeah, Ludacris was there definitely in his prime in the 2000s. But damn, back for the first time, word of mouth, Southern Hospitality. Well, Southern Hospitality was on back for the first time. Uh, that just made me think of a Red Light District. An artist that's, that's been active for a long time. He don't get a lot of credit, but this dude lyrical as fuck. Who? Lupe Fiasco. That shit was, because I think I was in high school when that kick push came up. Yeah, I think I was in like ninth grade when that shit came up. Shit, that shit reminded me of Kanye West. Kanye. That damn college dropout, uh, late registration, graduation. Them those was the three. That shit was fire. I still be listening to shit off of that for the show to this day. Shit, the damn you talking about Snoop and the damn they just did the verses DMX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With a hood, with a hood, with a hood. Hey. For sure. But yeah. Hey, that was the same time around about uh PD Pablo. Free Pablo. Oh, Lil John. Lil John. The crunk shit. Yin Yang Twins. Hey, how you doing, Lil Mama? Let me wish Goddamn. <laughs> I, this, I thought about another. It's like, it's freeway in the place with young me, and I got what it takes to rock the mic. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That shit used to go in. Oh, I got another with 2000s hidden. Hey, everybody in the club getting tipsy. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that shit used to go. Yeah, yeah. Nelly. Nelly. Chingy. Ch- oh, I like the way you do that right there. <laughs> Yeah, that's what that, that was in that Jersey dress area. The motherfuckers wearing that Jersey dress. That was that era, the that Chingy era. Yeah, yeah. And the motherfuckers doing the chicken head. Who that was? Uh, was it uh, Fat Joe and Remy Ma with that lean back? Oh yeah, Terror Squad. Then they just pull up their pants and do the rock away. Mm-hmm. Lean back, lean back, lean back, lean back. There's so many of them, man. For sure. You no, know, you know, we got a little time. We got, we got, we got, we still got 30 minutes. Because that draft don't start till 30 minutes after the hour. And they push the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, in case y'all wondering, man, me and KT is upgrading our Madden experience a little bit this year. You know, we talked about we pre-ordered the Madden 21. So we joined a couple of leagues and we got a draft coming up tonight. So we trying to. Make sure we catch that draft to have our teams looking right in this draft. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they pushed it back. So we got – I thought we had four minutes, but we got actually 34 minutes. So we could. We could keep going on this 2000 shit. 
Goddamn. We was talking about outcasts with the damn international players after you got that speaker box, little below shit that came out too. That shit. Yo, that's one of my favorite albums. Hey, hell yeah. That shit. Yeah. That shit used to ride, my nigga. Yeah. Chameleon there. They see me rolling. <laughs> that's the biggest song, I promise you. Hey, every time I hear that song, I think of the damn parody. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that, y'all know you saw that shit with the white dude cutting the grass. Yeah, that shit came out like 2002, <laughs> uh, 2006, some shit. They oh. see me mowing. <laughs> because 2006, damn, that young jock shit, that new jock city came out in 06. Oh, yeah. I used to be yeah, on that shit. Yeah, I've been there, done that. Knock the pussy out, now she running back. So I knock the pussy out, knock it out, knock it out. <laughs> I, think, I think one of my favorite Young Jock songs is uh, See Me Coming. See Me Coming. How that shit go? Hold on. I'm going to see if I can play a clip. See if I can play a clip. You hey, Siri. You remember this shit right here? Damn, Siri, leave me alone. I know you remember this right here. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. yeah. Hey, damn. That's it. This is the ride, boy. This is the ride. That shit right there, man. Yo, job, boy. You're like, brr, pa, pum, brr, pa, pum, pum. Yeah, that shit came out, like, right before ninth grade, I think. Oh, Rick Ross came out in the 2000s. Gorilla Zoe. Oh, Gorilla oh. Zoe. What the, oh, what the fuck happened to Gorilla Zoe? I don't know, but I used to fuck with his music for real, for real. I, I like that's old shit before he did. Yeah. And he had some shit with Zaytoven. I used to really fuck with that shit, too. But yeah, Rick Ross came out with Port of Miami. And uh, Trilla. Trilla came out like 07. That shit came out when I was in like 10th grade. Trilla. And yeah, yeah. She said she want a hood nigga. I think oh my bomb. Oh man, you know who was who who like started that futuristic shit, man, that I used to rock with too. You got to know the boy futuristic. Hey yeah, young LA <laughs> man and Jay Futuristic them, man. For real. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, another one, Shotty Low. Hey. D4L. Ooh. Laffy Taffy. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Boom. Then they came out with that. Bet you can't do it like me. Nope. Bet you can't do it like me. Nope. Them franchise boys. Can't forget about them. White T. Lean with it, rock with it. Yeah, lean with it, rock with it. That shit used to go in. Um, hey, man. So we talking about... Uh, Two thousands now. By why I had them grew up a little bit. By why still was them going off in the two thousands a little bit. Yeah, he I came out in the two thousands. That nigga came out like two thousand really with the rap shit. So yeah, he down. That's this Mister One Hundred Six and Park himself. We talked about yeah. throwback BET shows in the episode. That's Mister One. He had some hits. Now they, you know, when he got over they was like, uh, he ain't a, but nah, that motherfucker had, still had some hits. That fresh as I'm is. Yeah, that fresh as I, I remember that shit. Was. Uh, out of my sister, out of my system with uh, who was on that shit with him? T Pain was on that shit, and Jonte Austin is on that shit with him. That shit used to go in, yeah. That shit with Sierra, like you, 
Damn, since I'm talking about freshers, I mean, Mike Jones. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mike Jones. In the Texas scene. Slim Thug. Yeah. Power Wall. Boosie. Boosie. Boosie, bad air. Boosie and Webby. That Savage Life, the original Savage Life, that, that'll forever be a classic. Savage Life, too, also. You know, forever going to be a classic for the 2000s. What's that? Damn, DG Yola. Oh, yeah. I ain't going to let them. No, I ain't going to shut up. Yeah. I ain't going to let them get to me. Mm. Oh, no, no. That's that shit. Yeah, yeah you right. You damn sure right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some shit, man. Who else we forget? Uh, pop, lock, and drop it. <laughs> Took that thing up, mommy. Yeah. I think I think he died or some shit, man. Huey. Oh yeah. I don't know if he died or not. I think he died. I'm about to fact check myself. Took that thing up. Speaking of, uh, we talking about now Eminem. That shit he had with Econ. Smack that till you get so. <laughs> that shit. Yeah, yeah, the Econ. Yeah, uh, Huey died when they made Pop Lock and Drop It. It's an article from June 26, twenty twenty. He was shot and killed mm-hmm. in Kenlock, Missouri. Rest in peace to him. R.I.P. But yeah, that was a hit though. Um, what else we got? Trick Daddy had some shit in the 2002. Not the Trick little kids. Mm-hmm. Drop the top and let the sunshine in. Matter of <laughs> fact, I just I matter of fact, I was uh talking to Big Cuz Nico earlier today, and then I was talking about I was like, man, I'm sitting in my house. <laughs> With all the blinds down closed, I feel like it's dark in here. Let me let the Lord in, let the light in. He started laughing. And I started singing that song. I was like, you don't remember that? <laughs> Drop the top and let the sun shine in. He remember that shit? Yeah, he, he uh-huh. remember. He started laughing. Oh, Plies came out in oh, like 07. Somebody asked you who, who should go against Plies. I said Trick Daddy. Trick Daddy. Trick Daddy versus Plies. Who else could go against Plies that would be fit for that type of situation? Got to be him. Yeah, I don't know nobody else that can go against Plies. I'm sure they both got 20, 20 songs they could put up for sure, though. For sure, for sure. Shit. Damn, Hurricane Chris. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> no, he was down recently in the news for shooting somebody, too. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. That boy from Shreveport, Louisiana, Ratchet City. The boy's Ratchet down there. <laughs> yeah. Ratchet City, that shit off I-20. The whole yes. I-20 is Ratchet. I say every city off I-20 is Ratchet. <laughs> that include Dallas, Atlanta, Birmingham, Columbia, Augusta, <laughs> Florence, South Carolina. Oh, 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 that's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, Ratchet. Ratchet, Ratchet. You remember damn jibs? Do your chain low, do it. Yeah. Yeah. This is why I'm hot. (laughs) This is why I'm hot. That beat was one of the hardest beats in the game for a long Mm -hmm. time. Uh, uh, I remember that uh, Fat Joe and Lil Wayne, I make it rain. Yeah, 
since we was on the uh, damn, who I was about to say, I was just talking about Texas. I'm it'll come back to me. Are you talking about Duro? Cream on the inside, clean on the outside. Yeah, Duro was hard too. That Dallas, Texas shit. It's a white rapper. Damn. From Texas? Paul Wall? No, not Paul Wall. I don't know the other ones. That's it. Wait, uh, Bubble Sparks from down Texas? No, that motherfucker from Kentucky or some shit. Oh, Kentucky. But that shit was already. I found you. <laughs> yeah, I like his older shit too. The ugly shit. Uh, and I ain't chose the round. Round chose me. <laughs> yeah, I remember that shit for sure. Yeah. I don't know nothing else. I can't think of nothing else on top of my head. We just said Dipset, Goddamn Jay Z, The Blueprint and shit. The Stanky Leg was iconic in the The Black days. Album, yeah, do the Stanky Leg. <laughs> that shit really made the cut. Hold really up. made the cut. This shit was like 09, I think. Do the Stanky Leg. Everybody in the club doing the Stanky Leg. That's what that's what started that little jig and all the dancing they be doing now with the Nene. That shit like, that was that damn, the Crank era. Yeah, that Soldier Boy. The Soldier Boy started all this dancing shit. Yeah, that Crank era. Niggas wasn't dancing like that to the soldier boy. Man and shit, all that. Yeah, Niggas used to have the big ass shirts on and them baggy ass jeans. <laughs> crank that Batman and shit. Crank that Spider Man. Crank that Superman. What? <laughs> one for every superhero almost. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is a baggy era for sure. Yeah. Tall tees. Four X. You still had a stick on that bitch where you wear it. You got to fit it with the stick on that <laughs> motherfucker. Still, you still got the price tag on that uh, price stick on that bitch too. And a wristband. <laughs> and, and a headband. <laughs> but where you going with that shit? <laughs> so you fresh though. What I got to tell you nothing. <laughs> yeah, that was the style there. Shit, I used to have them tall tees on deck with the jabos yeah. and them felines. <laughs> Oh, the that's who. That's who I was trying to say from down Texas. Little Troy. Wanna be a baller. That shit came out in the 90s. 98. Shit came out in the 90s? 98. Oh, it ain't made it. They said that shit on the song. They said that shit on the song, too. Damn. Thought it was 2000s. Hell no, that shit was in the 90s. It didn't make it to the 2000s. That's still my shit, though. It is. That shit, that shit still go in. Mm. It was it. We just said Boosie and Webby, all that wipe me down shit. I N D E P E N D E N T and all that shit. He's teaching motherfuckers how to spell on that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Mm. Some uh, parody rap. Afro Man was um out in two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Because I got high. oh fabulous. We forgot about fabulous. Fab. How can we forget about that? Jada Kiss had some shit in two thousand. <laughs> I meant to say Jada Kiss earlier when we used like Styles P. Yeah. Hell yeah, we forgot them. In the other West Coast, ooh, tell me what the get. Tell me E forty, Jesus Christ, uh, he ain't dread so shake him. I ain't got nothing but a play no growing soon. <laughs> I was say, I'll play no growing soon. All right, let's Yo get to it. it. <laughs> Yo, got it. It's been a long time coming. I'm running, hustler trying to dodge the case. Oh, nah. <laughs> yeah, niggas still play that Yo Gotti shit in the club. That same song. 
among other Yo Gotti songs, they, they play that one for sure. You go hear that shit in the club in the southeast. No, I'm, I'm talking about the. Uh, you remember the the rapper quarterback comparison? I'm talking about old now. Oh yeah, I thought, you said, I thought you said old now. You said old now. <laughs> old now, yeah. Old, old now. That's what we saying. In case y'all old, from somewhere else and can't understand our accent and shit. <laughs> Say old now, but old now. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. This or that. This or that. A little bit of this. A little bit of oh. <laughs> Uh, I start I, putting that in there at the uh, when we started this and that. You can get with this. Yeah, I was thinking that too. We can, you know, we already can definitely do that shit. All right. I already had some in my head. I wanted to. I had wrote them down and shit. Great Goose or Syrah? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <Dang>, goddamn! The <laughs> <laughs> great goose, baby. <laughs> you think it water? This ain't no water. The great goose, baby. <laughs> you think it's water, playboy? Ain't no water, playboy. But the popo don't know that, do The popo think it's water, baby. But this motherfucking, motherfucking great goose, baby. Drink it, my girl. Let me go and get a little bit. I got this drink in my goose. God! Oh, shit. I didn't even realize I was doing that when I did <laughs> that. That's clever right there. It's that green goose. God! Yeah. That shit about to be funny right there. I got that drink in my goose. You going with Grey Goose, though? Uh no, nah, I'm gonna have to say Ciroc. Yeah. I, when you said Great Goose, it reminded me of that. But I'm yeah, Ciroc Cir- got flavors. Great Goose ain't got all. Man, Come on, man. You know the Ciroc peach, Ciroc coconut eras when I was drinking that white. Ooh. Oh damn, we used to down. When we used to go to the little, the little trips or shit for work and shit, we used to get that coconut Ciroc with the pineapple juice. Yes. Was, matter of fact, coconut Ciroc on just some raw pineapples. Yay. Straight like that. Those were some fun times. Yes, sir. Uh, white meat or dark meat? I'm talking about chicken. Yeah, that, see, that one kind of hard because I, I like wings. I don't really care for drums. I'd rather have thighs and wings if I had to pick chicken. But I'm going to go with dark meat because ain't nothing like good old thigh. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah they're like good old, good old thigh. Uh, the breast though, man. The breast, <laughs> but damn, sometimes that shit be dry. Sometimes dry is Sometimes you go somewhere, them should be dry. I guess they got to marinate the motherfuckers in some buttermilk. <laughs> <You know. laughs> but yeah, I'm going, I'm going with the white meat. You go with the, the fried, the fried chicken breast meat. It's truth. You know, let them die, boy. Get you a short thigh, man. You know what I mean? Some people call it a short thigh. Hey, them leg quarters go in. Them niggas be outside the clubs cook, selling them leg quarters and shit off the grill. That shit yeah. be perfect timing when you get out of the club. That's some damn back home shit, though. Some shit back in the country. All right. What else we got? White wine or red wine? It's the red wine for me. Yeah. White grapes or red grapes? <laughs> It's the white grapes for me. Uh, I don't know why they call them shit white grapes. The motherfuckers is green. That shit crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, like, I like green grapes better. And the, gra- and the red grapes is fucking purple. And they call this shit red. <laughs> but 
I'll take either one. I like seedless grapes, though, even though that shit might be GMO probably, but I don't give a damn at that, at that point. <laughs> you, you are what you eat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the damn big ass what them shit's called bullets yeah, yeah. Oh, you the muscadines what do you call oh, yeah, them the mus- the motherfuckers have your lips itching boy <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> the muscadines make some good wine though we talking hey, about wine them shit's have your lips itching got down you <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> dogs or cats uh, I'm gonna say dogs yeah I'm gonna follow cats they sneaky basketball <laughs> or football That's tough. I'm going with football. It ain't tough for me. I mean, I like both of them, but I play both of them. But if I had, I like playing like football more though. But basketball be lit too. Polo or hill figure? I'm have to go with Rap Lauren Polo and American Ego. <laughs> yeah, I fuck with American Ego too. I was gonna say, uh, you fuck with Lacoste. I fuck with Lacoste. I ain't never had no Lacoste, but man. You know, yeah, I fuck with, with the cost. Not that I can't afford it, but you know the history of that is it's uh, uh actually black owned. I never knew that. I don't have to buy well, it was started cost. by a black person, or it was mixed or something. This y'all look that up, listeners. Go ahead and fact check me. Look it up. Google is Lacoste black owned and see what you get. Buffalo Wild Wings or Wingstop? Wingstop. I'm going with Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh, Buffalo Wild Wings wings ain't really good to be like that. Man. You gotta get that Caribbean jerk. Oh yeah, that you know I want that Caribbean jerk, but that that it, oh that uh, it's some shit called garlic parm too, and them shits be hitting too. What them shits calling them wings? I think that that Asian Q or some shit like that. Like I don't Asian know, barbecue? but my last couple experience at Wingstop was not good. It's Wingstop all around this motherfucker, but I don't be fucking with that shit. Rick Ross got to come visit himself. Oh. Only ones I had was the lemon peppers, so that's probably why sometimes them shits be not up to par. Yeah, I think they overrated. The lemon pepper is overrated. You got to try them other flavors. And ring stuff? Yeah, I probably do, but yeah. Maybe I should have only had lemon pepper. I first had Wingstop in Hinesville, Georgia. You remember we talking about that shit with the checkers and shit? Yeah, I think that was my first time too with the wings. The trash ass checkers they got down there. <laughs> <laughs> they need to close that motherfucker. Don't. I ain't had checkers since then. That was like five years ago. I, ain't, I still ain't ate no damn checkers. Oh shit, Hansley. You remember that spot called Gatas or Gator, whatever you want to call that shit? Oh yeah, I remember that shit. That, that was the shit with the karaoke and shit, didn't it? Yeah, that shit used to be booming. Look, look, Gatas. Oh yeah. I remember that shit for sure. They call it Gatas down there, but it's G A T A. Yeah. Uh you got any more this or that? Those are the ones I had saved and shit. Those are the ones you had saved. Now you did the white liquor. You gotta do something for I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave Hennessy out of this because I know you fuck with Hennessy. So I'm gonna be like Jack Daniels or Jim Bean. Mm, Jim Bean. I'm going with Jack Daniels. Only reason why I say that because Jim Beam is actually one of those dark liquors. Like if you like flavors, they shit don't taste syrupy. Like I feel like every other liquor is real syrupy. That's why I don't like Crown Apple because yeah, that, that shit tastes syrupy. But if you damn get some regular Crown Royal and some orange juice, that shit tastes just like Crown Apple. 
But you just got real apple juice in that motherfucker. Get you some 100% apple juice and some 100% Crown Royal. <laughs> Not 100%, but 40% alcohol. You know what I mean? That shit tastes just like Crown, Crown Apple. apple. I'm going to have to try I promise you. you. Just put me on. I promise you. But you don't know what kind of apple shit they got in there in the crown apple. So just, you might as well get you some real apple juice. You mix it yeah. in that Syrupy. Syrupy as fuck. Yeah, you don't taste syrupy when you use your, you know, some real apple juice. Because I've tried it. <laughs> Okay, okay, I got one, I got one. I, well, I already know what you're going to say. Chick-fil-A or Zaxby's? I, that, hey, bro, that was that was in my head. I was like, I already know what you're going to say. But uh, um, I I know people going to hate me for this one, but I'm going to have to say Zaxby's just because of the variety. Mm-hmm. Now, if we talk about taste, yeah. I mean, Zaxby's good, now. I'll fuck up some Zaxby's, but yeah, I'm going to go with they got, they got They got variety. They yeah, they got they got more varieties for salt. They got sauces on the chicken and shit. Yeah, what yet. if Chick Fil A get some fried chicken? They'll kill. No, I was just about to say, you remember that beef? <laughs> yeah. Chick Fil A get that damn macaroni and <laughs> they got yeah, Chick Fil A already got macaroni. If they get some fucking bone in chicken, like some drumsticks and thighs and shit, it's rest it's over for the KFC, Popeye, churches. Yeah, except on Sundays, good. except on Sundays, they 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 gonna they gonna be flourishing on Sundays as usual. But now Monday through Saturday, Chick Fil A go kill them. This this is uh, a big debate in the black community: Popeyes or churches? Uh, I'm gonna go with Popeyes. Okay, okay. You know, churches started in San Antonio. I don't care where they start. <laughs> they, they, they ain't, that ain't the real Jesus chicken. <laughs> <laughs> this shit started in San Antonio. This shit crazy. I'm going to have to go with that Louisiana fast. <laughs> yeah, they got that little, they got that season on that motherfucker. For real. They <laughs> <laughs> got that season. Hey, you remember, uh, it was a comedian. I think he was from South Carolina. Oh. Popeye's chicken sandwich came out. Oh, shit. What that? I just saw this shit. Chadwick Boseman, the actor that played back Black Panther, he dies of colon cancer at 43. Whoa. That is wild, bro. Rest in peace, man. You know he was from South Carolina. Hell yeah. From Anderson, South Carolina, man. What the fuck? Not great, man. That's wow. Breaking news. What the fuck? We might as well go and end the episode on that time. Yeah, man. Yeah, that just took my mood away. Let me pull up a shot, man. For for Chaswick, man. You know what I'm saying? The Black Panther. Y'all don't know he played as Black Panther. He also played James Brown in Get On Up, and he played uh, Jackie Robinson in 42. 42. That shit is crazy. I look at my watch inside notification. I'm like, what the fuck? I heard my phone dinging too, but I wasn't even. I know it wasn't a message. It had to be like a notification for news. So it's probably the same thing. What the fuck? Yeah, let's go and take these shots, huh? Yeah, we going. We going. Okay, we going. Yeah, we going to go in there. All right, 
you want to message us or anything, you can email us at 1409podcast at gmail.com. If you want to respond to anything, we got an Instagram as well, 1409podcast on Instagram. You can follow my personal page at 843ambassador. You can follow me at Gualamese World. All right, it's the 1409 Podcast, and we out.